Welcome to America's Top Rebbitzins. May this class be for Rafua Shalema, for Haya Bat Esther, and Elhanan Pesach Bat Sarah. Please click on the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Rebbitzins YouTube page, or click follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you are the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. I am excited to have on today's show, Dr. Javi Goldberg. Javi has always been passionate about sharing her love for learning and empowering women to excel in their own journeys. She holds a Bachelor of Jewish Education with honors from Talpio College and a Master of Science in Graduate graduate Teaching and Curriculum Development from Nova Southeastern University. Javi also completed her EDD, her Doctor of Education in Instructional Technology and Distance Education at Nova Southeastern University. Javi is a founder and director of CyberSem, the first ever online seminary, which allows Jewish women from across the globe to have a seminary education right from their own homes on their own schedule. And that is so amazing that women of all ages in all stages of life can receive a seminary education at their convenience. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Thank you so much, Vera, for having me on your show. Um, good. So a little bit about myself, and we can branch into conversation from there as you find pieces to ask me about. Perfect. So I came to Beis Yaakov, so the beginning of my journey really was when I was in, when I was in grade 12, and I, and I was enrolled in Beis Yaakov High School in Toronto, where I'm from, and I did two years there because in those days in Ontario, we had grade 13, which is horrifying for many people today. But in the education world, it really isn't horrifying. It really is capturing the scenario of where people really are at. And I think I'll discuss that a little bit later. So after I finished grade 13, I went on to seminary. And from then on, I was when I was so after my youngest child, Baruch Hashem, when she was um, four, and she was already in school a little bit, I decided that my own teaching skills needed upgrading. And I needed to do something to finish my bachelor's to see what was current in the education world. And that was really important to me. So I did. And I finished, got my bachelor's, and then I went into a master's program. And I did it at Nova Southeastern, like you mentioned before. At the end of my master's, one of our assignments was to... to, to um, to review and to research the different careers and what their online requirements were. And so you could see nursing, even 15 years ago or 12 years ago, even nursing had a compulsory online piece. You could do anything online. There was even telemedicine that helps medical students if they're, let's say they're in a hospital and they can't, and they can't see possibly see everything that they want to in the rounds that are in the hospital when they are there by having telemedicine and that use in that sense, they can get experience in other areas in a clinical basis with what other students are seeing in other places. So the online piece was really major in many, many areas. And we could see the benefits of having an online component in addition to the in-class and the in-person, the online component was really very relevant. And at that time, a boy could even get smicha online. The only one that was left out were the girls. We could not go to seminary online. And, 
and that and I decided I was going to change that. So then I entered into um, I re, I applied and I got accepted for a for a doctorate in education, which is called an Ed D. Um, yes. So. Yes. So that's where I ended up with and um, go on. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, I love that. I love that you saw that there was a lack, that there was a, a gap, that there was a hole and you filled it. Like that's what that's what the Jewish people are all about. We see what there, where there's a need and we go to fill it. I think it's fantastic. And I personally, I love that you realize that a person can do almost anything online except go to seminary because I really believe that's so true. Um, women typically go to seminary right after they finish high school, but many, many of us didn't have that opportunity. So CyberSem really gives women the opportunity to learn Torah, even if they were never able to go to the seminary. I think it's fantastic. And I know that you are driven by your belief that regardless of your age or your stage of life that you're in, all women can make learning an ongoing and meaningful part of their lives. So this brings me to the question that so many women have asked me. Why? Why is it so important specifically to have ongoing Torah education for women throughout their lives? Okay, so we so that was one of the questions that you that you asked of me. And I said and I thought to myself, I did formulate an answer. I said, why is that? I can't imagine why that would be a question um, for girls who are finishing high school will say and they say it. When I was in, I studied enough when I was in elementary school and high school and I'm done. I'm done with the books. You hear it all over the place. Yes. But then let's look at the world and see, do you not expect a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, an electrician, and anybody, anybody, any skill that we do, is there ever an area of life that we leave to what we did in high school as being our top level of education, we can do that with anything. Can you imagine an electrician not being current on the on code if it changes? If there's new, if there's really, if there's new kind of wiring that comes out, if there's new facility that comes out, can you imagine if I if then if, if God forbid I could have an electrical something in my house and an electrical episode in my house because the electrician didn't know code didn't <laughs> wasn't current on current that's absurd it's so true and, you're right so true <laughs> and like could could there's so many areas where medicine where law what would be if I have I employed a lawyer and paid him a huge fee and he went to court for me and he wasn't current on the laws, on the, on the current experiences. That would be ridiculous. So me as a Jewish woman, I don't want to leave my experience. But think about it like this. A person who stops learning Tyra when she finishes high school, it's as if she's saying that I'm leaving my exposure to text-based, to classical texts, to, to the level that I was at when I was 17 or 18. My mind has developed, the world has developed. There's so many more experiences I can have and insights I can have. You know, you have, we, we always say that the that a, a young child can learn Tyra and this can will learn, will start to learn Rashi, and an old man learns Rashi. And there's they're learning the same Rashi, but their experiences and their appreciation of it are two totally different worlds. For sure. How could we possibly say that? And as a matter of fact, one of the courses that we have in CyberSem 
And I'm going to discuss that in a minute too, what CyberSim has become. Um, but one of the courses is, is Hilchas Shabbos in the kitchen. So the laws of Shabbos, particularly in the kitchen. And I hope this becomes a, 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 a way for women to, I hope you'll get back to me that you're interested in it. Because I'll tell you the truth, the last time I had a review of Health of Shabbos in the Kitchen, my oldest son, who is 45, was a year. And wow. that was the last time, but it, I'm not the only one, and I have no problem saying it. So as part of my gap filler piece, when, um, when I was starting to develop courses for CyberSim, I wanted to know what people were interested in. So I did a survey of girls who had just finished seminary. And I wanted to know, one of the things I wanted to know was what would they be interested in learning post-seminary, because that was my piece. It's either before you leave seminary, and please ask me who are the girls who don't go to seminary after that high school year. Please don't let me forget to discuss that, because that's a real relevant piece. But one of the things that they answered me on that survey was they wanted to learn Hilchas Shabbos, and they learned, wanted to learn Hilchas Kashrus. So I used a little bit of, I call it poetic license, and I married the two of them together, and I made Hilchus Shabbos in the kitchen. I have to tell you that there is not another Hilchus Shabbos course in the whole globe like this course, not because I didn't write it, but I dreamed it. Wow. And this is what I wanted to produce in the world because I'm always thinking, my husband laughed, he asked me a question a couple of weeks ago, and I said, I'm always dreaming about courses. I'm always thinking of ways to present them and what's there in the world that's needed and where's there a gap? I said, I'm, and he was so amazed. He says, that's what you dream about? I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I do. So this Hilcha Shabbos course is ready. It's 22 units, but the uniqueness of it is that it was produced with graphic, with motion graphics, which means that the person is giving the share and beside him is the graphic depiction of what he is saying at the minute that it comes out of his mouth. You see the picture on the side. If anybody has access to Daf HaChayim, then that's what it was written, but it was, it was designed by the same people. But there's such clarity on it. The, the, the guy who I speak to in this Daf HaChayim organization, he, it's not in Daf HaChayim, but the guy who produces it for Daf HaChayim, he said that he was so amazed at the amount of knowledge and the clarity by which the person who gave it, in addition to the graphics, he said that he says it's an amazing course and it really is. So for everybody, all of us who could use this Hazara, this review of the laws of Shabbos that we keep every week, that is something, this is, it's beautiful. And I hope that I did it, that we should all be just a little more, when I was asking, I'll tell you the little more something is, I'm not finishing the sentence. So I'll tell you a story that I was looking for when I was doing some fundraising for this course, I spoke to several women and one of them answered me. She says, if I don't know something about Hilcha Shabbos, I just make sure that I prepare it for Shabbos or I don't do it at all. But that's the goal, but not really. We really should be no filling in the blanks. Maybe we learned Hilcha Shabbos X numbers of years ago. And in the space of time, different things have happened in their lives. 
technology is different. Our stoves are built differently. Our everything is built differently. And there are, we do have questions. And so if our answer is going to be, okay, I just won't use it. That's one level. But really as modern women, we should get the answer. We should be current. We should be current. And here's a way to promote discussion and filling in those gaps again of if I don't know something, I'm just not going to do it. That's wonderful. But I think we deserve it to ourselves. We owe it to ourselves to be able to, to find out those answers to the questions that we that have come up over the years in discussion with our friends. It's everywhere. It's for sure. It's for sure. And, you know, I want to bring up something interesting because it was something that you were alluding to before, because some girls don't go to seminary. And also some of my listeners and viewers, they are growing up or grew up, I should say, without a Jewish education at all. So they don't know any Hilho Shabbos is laws of Shabbos and Hilho Shabbos. I'm sorry, Hilho's Kashus is the laws of Kashus. So they don't know any of it. Like they, they, they don't know anything at all. You know, so would they be able to learn even the basics through CyberSem? You know, they don't they don't know anything. So. I would welcome them. My goal with this Hilchah Shabbos course, and it really is, it's all explained in English. It's not, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thorough course. It's a well-planned course, but it doesn't preclude anybody. My goal with marketing this course and having people take it is to get together with a group and have one woman as a mentor. So mm -hmm. if you're, if you're in a, I don't know, an Aish HaTorah chapter, an Aish HaTorah. And you take one woman, maybe the Rebbitson, and she will take the course with everybody. She'll oh, watch it with everyone. Okay. And then if there are any details that they don't understand, they have someone on there to explain it to them. Like when I give a share, my my dream is, and this is, I should I use the word dream again, but my goal is, is for example, I teach Taras Mishpacha. I give the family laws of the Jewish family. I do give those to brides. And if I've got someone sitting in front of me who doesn't know the terminology, I make an effort. I don't translate it throughout the whole time we're learning. I make an effort to translate it, have her comfortable with using the word, and then we use the term. So taking this over to the Shabbos course is if, if, a, if you have a group of friends who are new to keeping Shabbos and they want to go through this course, then sure, find a Rebison, get five or six ladies or 10 ladies or however many you want in your group, have one leader for it. And then if you come to a term, a term, you don't have to ask the, the, the teacher to stop. You just pause the recording. She can explain it. And then you'll hear that word used again. And it's the only way to learn is to use the vocabulary. In education, if someone is, is behind in a subject, the key to solving the problem is boosting their vocabulary. That's the literature. That's in the education literature. So I want to get people using the vocabulary and feeling comfortable. Comfortable. Isn't it wonderful for any of your friends, people who have come to Tyra later on in life, as I did, is to be able to sound like you know what's going on. Yes, that's you very cool. You can be part of a conversation and say, yeah, I got those terms. Yes. It's wonderful. So we don't have Kashrus yet, which I'm going to move on to in the in my course development but we do have Hilfa Shabbos we have Shabbos in the kitchen which if you ask me is the majority of the things that we do on Shabbos 
It's the vast majority. Okay, we get dressed and we have certain other things, but and we walk and do we carry outside. But most of the things that we do on Shabbos does circle around the food and food preparation. So that would really get someone into the bulk of their Shabbos observance. For sure, definitely. I love like this. This um this course really, really sounds amazing. Like I, I, I'm relating to it. I may even want to take it myself because it Wait. sounds like you know. I, I actually need a refresher myself. But I want to. I will include a link to CyberSem in the description of the podcast if people want to like go to the website and see what's offered. But I just want to. I want to flush it out a little bit so people can really visualize it. So CyberSem, it's a website, and people go to visit the website. And on the website are different descriptions of the courses that you offer. Is that right? Yes. So, so I'm going to move this in a little bit of a different direction to give you a little bit more of a picture of what I've done. Yes. So CyberSem from the beginning, uh, my goal was girls who finish seminary, when they come home and they say, Ma, what's next? And she doesn't know, then she has a place for wherever their, her daughter is going to or a student is going to. They want to include Tyra in the mix. Yeah. So let's say a girl finishes seminary and she goes on to um, she goes on to get a job. OK, mm-hmm. if she's going to get a job, wonderful. She still needs to continue on her Tyra learning to keep up her enthusiasm, to keep her in line, to keep her inspired to keep her governing the way she wants it to be that cyber sem- that that seminary should not be an end of her journey in Yiddishkeit yes. okay she's going to stay from she's going to stay Erlich, she's going to keep Shabbos and she's going to marry a from boy and and when and and conduct a from home but it's not possible that we should be that we should be asked to continue on with the same enthusiasm without a constant pipeline of warm water into a lake We can't allow ourselves to cool off. We need that constant interaction in everything we do. A doctor has continuing education. They They have continuing education credits that they must do in order to maintain their thing. We don't have that as teachers. We don't have that as mothers. We have to be self motivated, but at least, but, and there's lots of stuff available. Now there's tons. At the beginning, when I started, there weren't. But the difference between CyberSam and the others and, and podcasts and, 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 and Tara anytime, I, I should be mentioning, but they're lectures and that's fine. If that's what you want, I'm happy. I am happy. But there's a need, the gap is the need for courses. Right, and, and I more in-depth created, study, yes. Yeah, and so I'm into courses and I'm into educational educationally sound courses and the building of the program that a person is actually learning. We're not a, a, the, the listener, the student is not a passive recipient, but there's activity. There's always something that the student is is learning. And for me, the idea of soft skills is really important. I'll get back to that later, but now we're talking about, I wanna go back to what we were starting with. So we had the girl who is finishing seminary and what's she doing next? So she can take a full course. A girl who's been to seminary can continue her Chumash state, her Chumash courses. She can do Navi. She can do Mishlei. I know when I was in Beis Yaakov, we didn't do Mishlei Kohelas. Historia was a weakness. So I have courses on those things. And, and the, they're, they're, ex, they're really lovely. I can talk about if you want to ask me about Historia, if we have time, I can tell you about that one. 
And so that so that's your your seminary graduate. Now with time, there are other girls who have different needs. And what are the scenarios that a girl would be un, would fall under if she doesn't go to seminary? Ten years ago, everybody went to seminary, but the world isn't like that today. I tell a story that two years ago in January, it'll be two years that the Bina magazine ran an article, their, their, their issue about seminary, I think then was run in January. And the title of their, of their set on the front cover of their Bina was to go or not to go. Wow. I thought that was really impactful that they are putting at the front cover of a orthodox mainstream magazine that there's an option that a girl is not going to go to seminary i thought that was really gutsy but the fact is is that not everybody wants to go not everybody can go True. so the needs of cybersem and continuing tyra is going to be for girls who finish grade 12 for me, having mentioned that it's grade 13, and I'm going to get into this piece now, for me who finished grade 13, so that was the gap year. It was included in high school. Now that they pulled it back to grade 12, then your gap year is what I had as grade 13. But I had two years of seminary after my grade 13. So I really did have a good education before I got married. But it's not like that today. You have CJEP is the program in Montreal. They finish high school in, after grade 11. How many years of CJEP do you need till you can get into university? Two, which pulls you to the end of grade 13 in other terms. It's, it's the same thing in time, just the name is a little bit different. The, the point being, and then we have, and then we have, now we have grade 12 and one year of seminary. Last year, I was in Florida talking to different high schools, um, different high schools because of what I could offer to their, their graduates for this coming year. And they said that all the universities understand that the, the, the students first year in university, if they go straight from grade 12 to university is a lost year. The acknowledgement that a person, that a human being needs a year after grade 12 to come to themselves, to have a feeling of who they are, to come to grips with what I like, to be a little bit in the Parsha of what I want to do with myself is a reality of the human being. So the gap year, it's necessary that we have some kind of a gap year. Even when they're in a university, the students still need a little bit of time till they're going to go really into a program, unless you have someone who's going straight into something like pharmacy, where the programs are ready made from the beginning. But even in North America, it's not as commonplace as it is elsewhere, that you go right into a program of a career. Usually there is something a year or two preliminary, and then you go into your into your career of choice. Yeah. Um, so that means that the girls need that year. They're, they need continuing education to cut them off after grade 12 and they don't have any formal Tyra. After then, you're cutting them off of a piece of their maturity within Limut HaTyra, within Tyra learning. And I think that's really major to think about that. 
Wow. That is, is a, it's a very, very interesting perspective. You know, I wrote down like that, that year, that year you finished 12th grade and, be, you know, before you start university, that's the year, you know, you've been studying and learning for so many years in school and you had that year. Now you're 18, 19, however old you are at that point. And you need to come into yourself and to come into grips of who you are and what you want. And, you know, just to get into that mental state to prepare for, for yourself or who you are before you just jump into the university. It's a very interesting perspective. I never thought about that before. And that that piece of a girl taking her her learning to a more mature level after high school mm -hmm. is something that we don't want our kids to lose. So now we have what are the scenarios that a girl would not be able to attend seminary? Right. Number one is financial reasons. After last year's, I was at the Tarmasara conference last year. And after that conference, we even my husband and I went to the president's uh, conference at the end of December in Florida. And after after that, one of the rabbinim stood up, one of the rabbis stood up at another piece. And he said that, and this is, people are saying this, do you know that it's in the vicinity of 30,000 US dollars a year for a girl to do, go to seminary? Now, practically speaking, practically speaking, a family, let's say we have five girls and there are people with much more. How are they managing? Right, exactly. How are they going to make a wedding two years later? Right. It's like, it's not sustainable. The model of the seminaries today is not sustainable. And it's really tough. The financial peace and the financial burden on families is craziness. Then you have the piece of that the Bina magazine that I mentioned before um, spoke about. It's just that what they were talking about, what they meant is it's just not for her. Ma, I'm not going to seminary. I don't need to waste the time. I want to jump right into my career, spend the money on my wedding. I'd rather have something else. I'd rather get a job. I'd rather help you. It's just not for me. Any of those comments are real comments that are happening, that are taking place. These are conversations that take place in houses today. Yes. Current. Yes. Then you have, let's say a girl is capable of going to seminary and wants to go to seminary and even gets accepted to seminary. The issue of being accepted is another topic that I didn't write down, but not everybody gets accepted. There aren't seats in every seminary in all the seminaries combined for all the high school graduates in the high schools around the world. So that's another piece. Sure. Another one is let's say family issues. What happens if there's an illness in the family or a mother needs support or Anything like that. And if you don't go, the point getting back to the point is if you don't go, then there isn't anything on the ground. You need something else if you don't go that year. Yes. Okay. A girl wants to start the career of her choice. Ma, I'm not going to seminary. I want to start. I want to start my career. Well, you want to do that. Now, today, today, there are many options for that. There are. So that I really have to cross off my list. But in addition to saying that, I shouldn't really cross it off the list because many of the programs, most of the programs that where girls want to start the career of their choice do not include a Torah component. So if she's going into a program where she's, where she's going to become uh, an occupational therapist, she is going to become an occupational therapist, but she won't have Tyra. Right. So still, 
wonderful. I'm happy that she's got a career choice. She'll get married and she'll be able to supplement her income. And it's an, an occupational therapy is something that she can choose her own hours. It'll be convenient for her when she's, when Emir Hashem, she'll have a family. Wonderful. But she needs her Tyra. She still needs to address that people, that piece of her. I love how passionate and, you are about it. It's so nice. It's so beautiful to but see. It's, <laughs> this is, you see that I live in, now, now last week I had a, I had a call and this, I have to ask, add to this. This is really relevant. And, and none of us had thought of it surprisingly enough, but someone reached out to me from one of the organization that deals with handicapped people mm-hmm. or someone with a learning difficulty and they cannot travel to the mainstream seminary due to their handicap. They asked me, and I've actually taken care of it, I'm going to make a piece of my program so that a person with a learning disability can also continue learning Torah. I love that. It's so beautiful. It's so inclusive. Yeah. Like I said, I'm working with a friend of mine who is a special education specialist to adapt my courses to accommodate students with learning disabilities. And that was to me, for me, that's new. I got the call last week or two weeks ago, not more than two weeks ago. And I had to do a little bit of work, but that's another gap that has to be filled. A father called one of these organizations, said my daughter finished high school. I cannot send her to seminary, but I want her to keep learning. Right. Is that not something else? Like that, it blew me away. Beautiful, I love that. I love that. Well, so that, you know, this actually brings me to my next question, because I wanted to talk real life examples, because hundreds of women have taken and benefited from CyberSum courses. So can you please share with us a few stories about different types of women of various ages whose lives have truly seen significant improvement as a result of learning Torah? Okay, so that is that's an interesting thing, because I I don't always know of all the of all the um, reactions to them. But I had we one of the courses, I'm going to tell you one of the courses that was built specifically for changing many lives. Mm -hmm. And that is accelerated Chumash. Now, I told you a little bit about myself, and that will be a perfect segue into where I felt an empathy for someone who didn't have what I had. And that is the two years that I spent in in Beis Yaakov High School, I had that piece of text learning. You can become, if I would have, or like everybody else, I have a friend who knows tons, tons, a woman who got, another woman that got all of her, her learning and she knows absolutely tons of stuff, but she got it from watching videos and from listening to lectures but she can't go to a text right so she knows some something she knows tons but she's missing that skill yes and that skill I have I mean she can learn it but so many people don't it's something that once you start a family and you're busy with a job that skill sort of gets gets left by the wayside and you don't quite you me anyone doesn't have quite enough time to really recapture that so me who had that and I appreciate that I can open up a book and I can learn some things in the text that maybe someone else can't so the idea came to mind this is part of my dreaming up courses is that for a woman who and this is really exacerbated through through COVID is that women need to be able to do homework with their children 
And for a woman whose children go to a Jewish day school and they did not, that's my tagline. For a woman whose children go, go to a, attend a Jewish day school and they did not, they cannot do homework with their children. True. And when you're talking about, uh, and I have a, a story of a woman that I was trying to convince to take it in the end, she didn't take it. But this woman is brilliant. She's a lawyer. She's a business person, super astute. Her kids think she's stupid because she can't do homework with them because she's missing that skill of reading the Chumash and being able to figure out, decode it, know a couple of words of vocabulary, more than a couple of words of vocabulary. And her kids think she's stupid. She told me herself, how could that be? She's brilliant. She's astute. She's sharp. She's sharp. Yes. But her kids don't see it because they she can't relate to them on, on the level of their needs. So all the other stuff doesn't make a difference to them. Right, because she can't speak the Hebrew or she can't read the Hebrew. She can't talk about the text based on the words that are in the text because she doesn't have that particular skill. The skill. Yes. So that skill, she can read, by the way. But oh. that skill of being able to decode the, the text that they're learning, yes. she doesn't have it. Right. Well, in CyberSim, we have two courses. There really it was really one course of 12 weeks, but I divided it in half. For, for various reasons. If, if we have time, I can go into the reasons. But Lamaisa, practically speaking, it's two six-week courses. They're $125 each, which is really nothing for six weeks. But what a person learns is they learn from grades two to four, and then five to six or seven, depending on how the school that their child is going to. So if you have, for example, a child in grade two, and you only need the first the first six weeks of the course, take that. And then when you need it, then you take the second one. So it's six weeks. It's not a big investment of time. It's once a week. We're starting in two weeks. We're starting again on November the 22nd. On my site, on the course catalog, and I'll do that in a minute. And on the course catalog, you could sign up for it. And for, for six weeks, you can be on tune with your kid. It's a, it's a, first of all, you can do homework on it. All the students are behind because of COVID. You can, and the, your relationship with your child, it's the most valuable piece. Your children will respect you. Your, the things that you can talk about with your children will all of a sudden blossom and, and, and multiply. It's good for in every area. And I had a woman who wrote me a testimonial. She says that the summer that she took that course, she said that was the highlight of her summer. Wow. Knowing that she could, when her kids would go back to school in yes. September, she was ready on board with them. She was so full, even when she went on vacation. It's an hour and a right. few minutes of homework. If you, you, a person has to do homework to make it, to make it settle in. For sure. And this course is, it's really great. And I'm happy to run it in different time zones. If someone contacts me from, I'm on the East Coast. If someone contacts me from the West Coast, I'll run it as many times as necessary. If, if any of your listeners are, are administrators or are lead teachers in schools, reach out to them and contact me. I have a, an assistant of, of operations and she will work out a program and she not a program but she will work out a marketing a flyer that you need for the teachers so 
I think this is a life changer in the family of people. That really, really is. And I never thought of it that way because, yeah, because there are many women who are, you know, they're, they're fortunate enough to send their kids to day school and their kids are learning and they're growing, but they don't have the knowledge because they themselves didn't grow up with it. And yes, it's very hard to to work with your child when you have no idea what they're studying, what they're learning. You can't understand it because you don't have those skills. But this course that you're talking about from CyberSum will give them those skills so that they can help their children. And you're right. It does change the relationship because kids do need help. Like they will come to you, mommy, can you help me? And if like, if the mother really like genuinely can't help them, like it's, she feels badly and the kids feel badly and it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. So that was, that was the purpose of that course. I want to mention one thing that um, as we've moved along and as I've, de I've developed courses on different um programs, and I'll explain what that means. I, I don't want to use a word that's vague. So I so within the CyberSEM, under the CyberSEM umbrella, I have accredited courses and independent study courses besides these foundation courses. We'll put those to the side, but you can take courses that are part of a, that are accredited, which means either you're part of a cohort and the cohort moves semester by semester. It's university, my courses are university accredited. And so you can use them as an as an elective towards a degree, as you're using as you have if the girls who are going to I don't know I'm in Toronto York University and they have an elective instead of taking something garbage instead of taking Greek history they can take a Jewish history course. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And if if a person has been to a day school and she's in a Goisha college in that sense, then she can continue to learn Chumash. I have uh, four levels of Chumash courses that are just that are beautiful. That's for another conversation, but we've decided to move. So then I have, I'm sorry. So then we have accredited that you can take accredited either as a cohort or independently. Let's say for example, a girl called me from California. She says, you know, I'm in such and such a college and I need three credits. Can you provide me with three credits? And I said, yes. Can I pick them up anytime? The answer to that is yes. You don't have to wait for the next semester. Start it now. I'll register you and you're in. Then we have the woman. And as I was, as I met with more people, then people would say, well, what about this? Right. So the next what about is let's say, you know what? People will tell me like this. You know, I, I'm finished with school. I don't want tests. I don't want to write any papers, but I yep. want all this knowledge. Yes. So I said, fine. So I use a marvelous learning management system. It's called Canvas. Many, many universities are on it. And this is part of my commitment to, to quality, even though we, are, we still are a new organization, but I had to make the foundation, the foundation on quality. And Canvas, if you look up Canvas in the, on the computer, you'll see in the Jewish world, Yeshiva University uses it. Columbia uses it, York University in Toronto uses it. I think it was that one was because of me, because I spoke to the person who organizes it. Um, um, Stanford is, uses it. So there's a lot of, you know, top-notch quality uh, universities, but I can structure the courses so that I, as I build them on the computer, I can make it independent study. It's just my background work that I do. So I have a piece that's accredited and a piece that has a bunch of courses, most of them are the same as the accredited ones, but some are shorter interest courses. 
Okay. And you can just pick it up. You pay for it. You pick it up and you do it whenever you want. Right. You have a year to do it. That was my only thing. You don't have forever. You have a year within the price that it costs. It obviously costs less than the accredited ones because the accredited ones have a teacher and a teacher has to be paid. Right. Right. Okay. So I love it. I love all the options. (laughs) So those are the, those are the options. Now, what we've decided to do, me and my marketing uh, company is to remarket the accredited piece. And that is going to, that is, it's in the process of being done. My website is done and um, we have a name. So we're going to be Machon Tamima. Wow. A Machon is, is, is a, like an academy in English, yes. Yes. but there are so many academies. But if you go to something like in Israel, when they came up with the word academy, I thought there's something bothering me about this. So I went onto the Israeli websites to in Israel and I did for example Rav Steinzaltz, Rabbi Steinzaltz, may he rest in peace. His organization is a machon. A machon is really an institute of higher learning, but it's nicer in the Hebrew than it is Institute of Higher Learning in English. So right. because we are our, I am only Torah, I value that people are learning skills. But at the same time, I want to, I want them to increase as they increase their skills and their commitment to their careers. On one side, I want their Torah to follow the same path of continuous growth. So Machon Tamima is the college companion of anything that has to do with credits. Okay. Okay. Torah is Torah based, but you get credits for it. That's right. And then we have another piece that's going to be just for independent study without credits. So all the interest level things, all the groups for women's groups that I can provide content for, for women's groups on all kinds of topics. And if a person has a suggestion, I'm happy to make more. We are continuously building that that supply. And another piece to add, and I'm going to add that onto Machon Tamima, because there will be credits for it. There will be accreditation for it which is training courses. Someone approached me, can you make me training courses? So because I'm so proficient online, I can use my canvas to create courses for them with the needs that they have. So we've really blossomed so much and divided up the credits with people that are just doing it for for interest sake. And just to make the credits a little more valuable, I added to my... I don't know if I've gone too long, but I've added to my canvas piece, a, co- a company um, which really is integrated now. They bought it over. It's called Portfolium. And Portfolium enables all of the artifacts that a person does within the course to have a home there, which means that when you go for a job and you want to demonstrate to an employer that you, in fact, have the skills that they're looking for, you can demonstrate from your from the artifacts from the from the assignments that you've done in Canvas through Machon Tamima, which it will be, um, that you've accomplished that, and it'll be easier for job acquisition. Wow! So you thought of everything piece. you really did. <laughs> because I feel for the girls. Look, I I said you said that I got an Ed D. Why did I do that? I did that for one reason, not because I had the time to spend. I work for my husband's practice and I keep the the business part of his practice going. He told me to say it. So I didn't do it because I'm bored. 
I didn't do it because I'm bored. I did it because I wanted my courses to be accepted by the universities. I wanted to be able to go to a dean and say, hi, I'm Dr. Javi Goldberg. And then they would talk to me. Right. And I did that because I wanted the best for the girls that I could at the beginning that I could, because this is my goal. I wanted them to have as many, the, the most broad amount of chances of success in their private lives, in their Jewish lives, in their public lives. And all the courses that I have, for example, I have a course on public speaking. There's a reason for that. Because I don't think that everybody gets really public speaking skills when they leave high school. Sure. We're talking about people who are just out of high school. Uh, one girl is going to be a head counselor in a, in a, in a camp. Another girl is going to have to give a, 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 give a presentation in her place of work in the corporate world. So I have a course. The girls, you don't learn that in high school. I wanted to make an upgrade to their ability to public speak, even speaking to your family. Do you have more conf confidence on a date? <laughs> true. Very true. So wherever I can put in a piece to upgrade the girls and to give them more chances of success, more skills for success as they are moving into the adult world, this is what I'm here for. Perfect. Perfect. And actually, this so we're, we're now we're now we're getting down to practicality because we're you know you're getting the girls ready to go out into the adult world. But here here's the thing: as women, as the women get older, we were so busy with so many things in our lives. We're driving the kids to school, doctor's appointments, after school activities. We go to work, the gym to run errands. You know, as, as the, <laughs> you know, as the seminary yeah. girls, age girls get older, this is what happens: they get married, and they have families, and they you know their hands are full. So I mean, we prepare for Shabbat, and we prepare for all the holidays. We do so right. so much every day. It's true, yeah. Yeah. But I completely agree with you that there's always more to be learned in Judaism. It's really, really true. And when we deepen our Torah education, we take what we learned, we better ourselves. And when we elevate ourselves, we become better people. And in turn, we, and in turn, we become better wives, better mothers and better friends, as you were saying. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so learning to um, Torah, it's not just an intellectual pursuit. It really benefits us as we put what we are learning into practice into our lives, exactly as you were saying. So, so we know that pursuing a Torah education is a worthwhile cause, but realistically, my question is, how do people find the time for Torah learning? Because like you were mentioning, you know, sometimes a girl goes to work in the corporate world or she's, she's working in a camp or she's getting married or something, you know, she's going to university. So how do we find that time for that extra Torah learning? So that's the beauty of the online platform. That's the beauty. Anywhere, any place. If you want to listen to something, you may not necessarily see it, but you drive places you take a subway someplace, and as you get more and more inspired, as with anything where we're inspired to do to take on new things, let's say you're inspired to, let's say a person has, it's not a good example, has a child who has a need for a special diet. Okay. Most of the special diets today require a lot of preparation with, with food pieces that we can't buy in the store. It's like Pesach. We do everything from scratch, but Pesach is, we may prepare. I prepare for Pesach. I cook in advance and I have a freezer. Fine. But this is Pesach a whole year. It's not a joke. Right. It's, that's the reality for many people. And they do find time. They do adjust their lives for it. And they're committed because they're committed to the, to the need for it. 
it's the same thing. It's the same thing with 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 everything. And and one of the beauties of CyberSem is you don't have to take something every semester. Right. You don't always have to be doing it, but you do need to do it when you find that space. Everybody has waves of involvement and when we're more busy, when we're less busy. So Eric Pesach and the weeks before Pesach, you're not going to do it. Like when I'm running this accelerated Chumash course, I'm not expecting people to take it up until Pesach. I've structured it twice in the winter so that we're finished before Purim because Purim is also a big number. Yes. But when we're but when we're doing all of these things and we do have a lighter time, if we've got a mindset, ah, I've got a space and I really wanted to learn that, put it in. Right. That's the beauty of the online. I like that. Yes, it's very convenient. It's very accessible. It's very flexible to your schedule. You could listen to two in the morning if you want, if that's the only time you have available. Yes. And once a woman has a baby and let's say she has an infant yeah. and she really and she's not working and she feels she can be learning. She can be learning while she nurses or feeds or whatever it is she's doing with her baby. Yes, it's great. The baby sleeps. It's her opportunity to do something for herself. And it's a it's a it's a golden opportunity for her. It's it's the so many girls. Who, oh, I've got a baby. Now I've got nothing. Now there's nothing left of me. Well, no, it doesn't have to be that way, because then you'll share what you've learned with your husband. Your conversations with him will be so much more meaningful, so much more deep. And again, a, two lives and the, and the atmosphere in the home will be totally different with a happy wife knowing that I can do that and I have this when I and, and if and if her life gets busier, okay, she'll take a break. But knowing it and having a taste of what the beauty that adds to my life and the fulfillment of my life by being able to continue my Torah journey is is huge. And I don't think enough people take advantage of it. True. true. Yes, we have yes, we do have podcasts and we do have Torah anytime. We do have lectures. But the piece of CyberSAM is that it allows you to own it. Right, because and you go into more skills, depth and detail, which is really, really nice with the courses. It's really nice. There's work to do. Yes. Even when a person is not taking a test, yes. I always, I repurpose the, the, um, the assignments into, well, maybe if you want to learn more about this, here are some suggested readings. Yes. So they're going and doing something with it. They're going and looking something else up. If they read or hear something, it's only going to accentuate what they have learned, what they have learned about in class, and it'll the 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 learning. It, it what it does is, and this is my piece of brain-based learning, and forgive me for bringing it in, but I always do. Um, is you have a next a person has a memory. Things settle into long-term memory when you have a schema in your mind. And then you attach new information onto it. So if you've heard something, for example, in a lecture, you heard something on a lecture and you, you read something else from somewhere else about the similar topic, it's going to add onto and your, your, your schema and your mind about that topic is going to grow. Yes. We have a phrase in education and I have it on my board that the person that we have to remember that the person doing the work is the person growing the dendrites. Our brain matter increases when we do the work. We always have to be in an environment of doing the work. And that really, that sums it up. 
if I am, uh, I want that my students should be doing something with the learning. It's not because I want to give them work to do, but I want them to be able to own it. And Hashem made our brains in such a way that when we do work, we grow the dendrites and then we get a long-term memory pieces in our long-term memory without the work. The person who prepared the share has lots of good memories, but not the student. Right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And before we, and I know we're running out of time, but I just want to ask you one quick question. And it's also about time. Um, like I want to ask you about uh, your own personal Torah study. Like when do you personally <laughs> find the time to study Torah? And also, is there anything particular that you are studying right now that really resonates with you? <laughs> That's very cute. That's very cute. I do. I'll tell you this year, this year, one of my uh, decisions has been to go to shul on Shabbos to hear Kriya Satira. I want to focus on the Torah reading this year. And whether it's through listening to things or reading extra, um, I want to make that it's because for me, it's easy for these extras. I do have a lot of responsibilities. Um, when I was in school, they used to they used to they used to laugh a little bit at me, but they said if she could do it, anybody could do it. So that just shares with you um, the amount of free time that I have. But this year, I want really want to concentrate on the Parsha of the week and really living with it and relating the pieces of the Parsha to my life. And that, if I can have one more minute, is um, is one of the pieces of my courses. And when I when we wrote it, we have a course that it's Women in Tanakh. It was written by Malka Tauger. And the all the and she took 10 women and we learned them in depth. And she wrote basically a book on each of the women from a different perspective than you usually do. But my goal in this, again, was making the women feel, my students feel, that they are relating to the women. They're not just, we haven't just relegated them to how many years ago, thousands of years ago that they lived, but they're really, they are women as we are women. I don't dress like Sari Menu, but I'm a woman like Sari Menu. Right. And I need to think of her and relate to her and what she did in terms of what can I learn from her. So in that course, they're, they're not women from the, the Torah, from the Chumash, they are women from the Navi and the Ksuvim. It's like Esther and Rachab and Devorah and Chana, those people, Ashes Ovadia, different the prophets and their wives, not the prophets, but the wives of the prophets and seeing how they lived and what their challenges were and seeing that really as women, we think and we wonder and we grow in a similar way to them. What can I learn from them? And so the discussion postings are based on, have you ever had a challenge like so-and-so did? And how can you learn or integrate what she did into your life? Because that's Tyra. There were, it says that there were Naveen called, no, the numbers, I think that's the line that it uses. There were the number of prophets as the number of people that left Mitzrayim, but we only have 24. Why? Because they are only ones that are relevant to us. We need to be thinking of, our, of their relevance, especially as women, especially the women ones. Right. 
I love that. That's beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, Javi, for joining us on America's Top Robinsons. It was really a pleasure Thank having you. you and we learned Thank so you. much. I mean, all the learning we did today be for Fushalema for Hayabad Esther and Elhanan Pesach Ben Sarah. Thank you so, so Amen. much. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for having me. Oh all God. the best and loads of success with all of your Robinsons, even though I'm not a Robinson. <laughs> Bye-bye.